0: Good morning, everyone. Today is Tuesday, and in particular, today is Testimony Tuesday. Today, we have got a very special couple and dear friends of First Cup Podcasts sharing a few testimonies of what the Lord has done uh, through them and for them as a family. So grab your first cup, sit back, and be inspired. what
1: the Lord has done. Hi guys, this is Gerard and Melanie speaking. Uh, We wanted to just share a little bit with you in regards to uh, finances and especially spirit-led finances. Um, Maybe just as a backdrop, we live by faith, we live off donations for uh, more than 20 years now. Um, we have traveled uh, extensively for ministry. We also raise a family, um, and we—I mean—we own our own house. Um, but at the same time, we—you know—we have—we've never received a salary ever in our lives. There's, you know, the days that things were really thin. I remember times—a uh, time I went to the UK with three dollars in my pocket for three weeks. There's also a recent time with $12 in our pocket, we went as seven people to the UK. And for two weeks, we came back with our $12 as if God didn't need that. Um, There were also times where um, I think there was a period of probably nine years where I did not buy any clothes. And, you know, I sold my clothes with old dental floss. But at the same time, as I said, like, I know we've purchased a, a, a house uh as well so um you know we've seen god meet our needs on a monthly basis where we don't know when payday will come or how much it will be but we've seen his faithfulness you know a thousand times over
0: yeah and even in the midst of his faithfulness to meet our needs but also his care for our children and the dreams of their heart as well which has really touched me to see that the lord cares about those things not just Our survival and to also to give enough to us to be able to invest into others and support others and kingdom projects because he wants us to be fountains of blessing Um, and I want to share just a recent testimony so over the years we've had like several established avenues of ongoing pledge support from either churches or individuals and that's been minimal and we've but At least there's been a small section that's been predictable. Most of our income has been unpredictable. And several months ago, we felt really strongly prompted to end one of our greatest uh, support avenues, to actually approach them after 12 years and ask them to stop giving to us and to rather give it to others instead. And this amount was like a third of our current monthly income. And we didn't have any other place where we knew that was going to come from, you know, in addition to all the other unknowns. And initially, my heart was trembling a little at the thought of that. And I realized how over the years I had established a safety net in just knowing that funds were going to come in on that day at that time. And um, when I realized that I'd been putting some weight on that instead of on the Lord, I just repented and said, Lord, yes, take it. Because all of our provision is from you. And if you want to shut down that avenue, that's fine. Because I know that you are faithful to us. And you have never, ever failed us. And so we canceled the support right before they actually released bonus amounts of money to the recipients. And then when you hear everyone else is getting so much additional stuff in this time of COVID-19. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, in your heart you feel like, oh, did you make the wrong decision? But... In, your, in our spirits, we just knew, no, we didn't. This was the right thing. And I need to tell you, the Lord has been so good to us. Over the last four months, the Lord has prompted uh, either an individual or a couple uh, to give a different one every month. And um, it has either covered the exact amount that was lost or usually it was even even more than what we had canceled. And it has been so amazing because we didn't share this with anyone. No one knew. And um, our children have seen how God sees and cares and looks after us. And it has established a testimony for them. And I want to encourage you that if you know God is speaking to you to do something in the area of finances or to trust Him or to take a risk, don't put up safety nets that will actually rob the Lord of establishing a testimony that will bring Him glory. Because His way is better than our way. And He is good and He is faithful. And if you seek Him first and you are obedient to everything He says... He releases a blessing and I need to tell you there is so much joy in our home as we're seeing that God is faithful and God is real every single day. We're, we're eating and we're tasting the goodness of God and despite recession, despite many people losing jobs and, and in this time where everyone should be holding even more tightly onto their finances, there's something about giving and generosity and there's something about looking to the Lord as never before um, and I want to encourage you to do that because that is what he 's looking for and to so those who look to him, he will provide and provide enough to bless others
1: I think that you know we are really commanded to live in permanent peace when it comes to our finances as well, and especially in this time, you know whatever is not on the rock financially you know will will burn uh, in these testing times like i I remember the bizarre times of I remember asking God um, in the in the 90s I asked God to provide for me one day and 15,000 kilometers away from me someone is walking in the snow and God speaks to them to send me money and they go and open a garbage bag in the snow and the money lies on top inside the garbage bag and that was the amount that i needed now you you can't get more bizarre than that but for me it proved that god is in control of anything and he can do whatever he wants so you know with with that i think that that i wanted to just give some Maybe a few guidelines on, on when it comes to faith within our finances. Like I think rule number one or rule one oh one of finance, spiritual finances or spirit led finances is it, that it is never about the money. There's always a bigger picture of what God is showing us, teaching us, or what He wants to to do in deepening our relationship with Him. Um, there 's a process involved with that, I think uh, another point that 's important, I think is just to to grow in contentment as well. I, I know that I mentioned about you know, the years of nine years of not buying clothes and you know I'm, I must say i 've had one day of sleeping in the street as well, um, <clears throat> and that while I had you know t- two degrees in architecture at the same time, so there was contradiction in it, but I had to learn. To be content that God is faithful, um, you know, if and that there are seasons and cycles of abstinence and indulgence, and um, I think that that we cannot equate, you know, our, we cannot say our effort uh, equals reward because it, you know, sometimes you can do, uh, we can be on holiday and there can be a lot that can come in, and other times we work so hard and very little comes in. So, um, in in and that. You know, that we need to be content in regardless of what is in our bank account. I think another point is that we, we serve under an upside down kingdom. And it's not that when we, when we lack, we can't give and we have overflow, then we can give. Like, it's important to learn also to give within our needs. I remember having like six months, no income come in. I get money and God will say, give half of it to an orphanage. Um, so you know, otherwise we learn that whatever makes us happy is our God. So if we if finances come in and we're happy, you know, it it brings it can bring in idolatry inside of our hearts as well. And um, so you know, if you serve a God that's that's limited, limitless, faith will break all the rules where we don't hold on when we have nothing, and only give when we have abundance. I think what's important as well is to to know that we are not stewards of um we are stewards of of god's finances not tithers it's not like god you get 10 percent, we get 90 you know he everything is his so if we allow him into all of that we shift from salad salary based mindset of income to faith-based income because then he's able to steward all of that and it you know it does involve risk but you know with risk comes reward you know if there's no sacrifice there's no story there's no testimony to share I think as well that we have to really learn not to become entitled because if we live by faith it can also be we don't have and others have therefore they must give to us and you know so we have to really walk in the identity of being givers and receivers and You know, we've had years of over an entire year of giving away more than half of what comes in so that we we really walk in the balance of that as well. We can also become entitled if we feel, well, I earned it. I deserved it. It's mine. Why should I give it to others? Um, And that makes us that we hold on to it. Um, I think that in the midst of all of this, we also had to learn to really follow Not necessarily a budget, but to follow the heart of God and God's plans for us or His vision for us or His dreams for us. And you know, because you can think my budget is, is this, but if your vision or your your dream of what God has spoken to you is like twenty times that, you'll 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 prune it away and follow the budget. So we, you know, a vision speaks about potential, but bu- budget speaks about limitation. And in order to be faith led in our finances, we need to follow um, the plans of God, and then that the budget will will naturally follow that. So anyway, we wanted to just say bless you guys. And um, yeah, I trust that God will guide you, uh, especially in this season of ups and downs when it comes to finances, um, that you will walk in permanent peace uh, and that you will involve him in the process and seek him for the strategy for your life in order to walk successfully in this.